All right, listeners, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Meraki Unboxed podcast. Once again, I am one of your hosts, Tanner Yalik, and I'll be with you for today's episode. And today we are going to be talking about the new Ansible collection for the Meraki Dashboard API. Ansible is an automation platform created in partnership with open source leader Red Hat. And joining me on today's episode is Daphne and Oren. So first up, we have Daphne Mendoza, Principal Product Manager of Network Automation at Red Hat. Daphne, thank you for joining. Thank you, Tanner. And how long have you been at Red Hat for? Well, I've been the last two years working in Red Hat, mostly with technical marketing. I was covering network and edge automation, and I'm just recently taking the role of, of Principal Product Manager. Oh, this is really exciting. Well, congratulations on the role change. <laughs> Thank you. And then we are also joined by Oren Brigg, Product Manager of Developer Platform and Ecosystem at Cisco Meraki. Oren, thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank you very much, Tanner. And Oren, same question to you. How long have you been with Cisco Meraki? So I've been with Cisco for the last uh, almost eight years. Uh, some of out of them, I used to be an SE, SE and an SE manager at Cisco in Israel. Last year, I moved over to the US and transitioned into a product management role. That's probably a conversation for a different episode, um, <laughs> but I'm very excited so far. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. So let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of this and do some questions. So before we dive into Ansible, uh, so as I said earlier, I understand that it's an automation platform. And my question to both of you, what are the reasons for people to seek automation tools on top of the Meraki dashboard? Yeah, so that's a great question. I think uh, the Meraki dashboard is really, it's amazing the way it simplifies the day-to-day -day operation for IT and IoT operators. Is, is amazing. There's endless use cases that you can use and everything is done in a so elegant and simple manner through, through our dashboard. Um, now, keeping that in mind, sometimes when you go to a certain scale where you have hundreds and thousands or tens mm -hmm. of thousands of different networks, keeping all of the configuration across all of those network consistent becomes a challenge. Because you have at some point you will have too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, you, you know how it works. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and then you you need to go through and audit all of those networks and check what configuration are being done. Are all of these configuration in compliance to the actual compliance that you have in place? And that that becomes a, that becomes a challenge. Um, in addition, you probably have in your IT organization, you probably have a few more devices and vendors other than Meraki. Maybe you have some servers, maybe you have some cloud presence. Maybe we have things just we don't have on the Meraki portfolio yet because we that's not our specialty. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you want to probably want to have some external monitoring systems gathering that that's the that's the knock screen that, that everyone looks at you probably want to have the more information just what you have on the market dashboard. Um, now, when it comes to network automation, what was something I found and it's still is surprising to me, uh, just, just like last year, 2022, uh, Gartner had a survey between their customers that found out that 85% of infrastructure operations are not fully automated. Like 85% okay. of operation today, 2022, 
um, or last year, 2022, are still being done manually. So that means, and, and we're, we're just not good at that as humans. We're not good at doing the same thing over and over and over again because absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, like I can, if you ask me to even as a simple task, like put in a certain letter inside an envelope for 200, 500 times, it, it, they won't all be the same. Just, we you don't know how to do that. So mm -hmm. as astonishing as it is, it looks like there is still a lot more work to do when it comes to enable our customers to do things in an automated way. Um, Gartner also predicts that between now and 2025, 70% of operations uh, of organizations will be implementing infrastructure automation. So hopefully after he listening to this episode, we'll, have, we'll be able to make our listeners um, be part of that 70%. That is a significant number. 70% is a huge increase. It is. And I know that, I know that automation is definitely something that uh, when I was in college, we were talking about, and a lot of people were starting to get into it. And the, the guys that the, all of the students that figured it out first, they were doing just fine. So uh, now that they're out of the workforce, Hopefully they're a part of the statistic that does have automation. Um, but yeah, definitely seeing a lot more. There's a lot more ways that we can automate things. And yeah, uh, people often forget the scale at which network admins and server admins have to work at. And they could really benefit from that automation. But now that we have discussed what automation is, Daphne, I have a question for you. Tell us in a few words, what is Ansible? In a few words, that, that would be hard. <laughs> I mean, you can use as many words as you want. I use a lot of words. Okay, so it, it's great that Oren mentioned consistency because that's one of the most common drivers I, I've heard in all the meetings with our customers and partners. Now, what's happening with networking in particular is that you have now this complexity, you have hybrid technologies. So it, in the network only, don't think about servers or storage. Uh, only in networking, you have now SD1, SASE, campus data center, cloud architectures that can be controlled or that can be standalone. And it's really hard if you think in, in terms of even of getting certified, learning all the technologies at a deep level and operate those, that's really tricky. And doing that in a consistent way, as Oren mentioned, that's that's impossible. So what Ansible provides is a common language in in the networking specifically, the glue across domains, all the network domains. It's incredibly popular. It's widely adopted. I've been previously to Red Hat. I've worked in Cisco systems. I used Ansible as well as a network engineer. And there is a huge ecosystem built around it. It works pretty much with everything. Uh, our value offer in reality is automate the enterprise. That includes also networking. Networking is one component, but if you think about automation, you have to think it holistically when you're automating a full process that includes storage, connectivity, virtual machines, infrastructure applications. Now it's mostly based on Python and it lets you use a human readable programming language, which is named YAML. Uh, when I say human readable, it's really I see kind of like a supermarket list. You define what you want to do mm -hmm. and how you want to process it, and you have tasks. Uh, 
Uh, something that's good to emphasize also is that it's agentless. That means that you do not need to install an agent, which is very particularly useful when you're talking about networking, when you really cannot install things into a lot of devices. And it's really flexible. Now, when we're talking about Ansible, it's good to emphasize that it follows an open source model. That means that it's community driven. It has a very vibrant community. It's mm -hmm. open source. And Red Hat is one of the contributors to the community. Uh, so that's why it's so popular. And if you just Google anywhere, you can find examples to automate whatever you want. Now, we have the open source model. That means that you have upstream and downstream. The upstream is the community-led. It supported best effort. And uh, it, it's also more unstable because that's where innovation is happening. In terms of the enterprise version, what Red Hat does is it takes 20 projects, even more than 20 projects, it goes through all this productization effort. So it stabilizes, it hardens the product, it integrates them. I have a full solution, which is Red Hat Ansible Automation Platform. That's the enterprise mm -hmm. offering, and it's a subscription-based automation. It's fully supported, and it has a very clear roadmap, not only to automate, to implement, but also to create automation content, to manage it, and to scale. That in, even includes AI capabilities to generate automation content, which is called playbooks. And uh, it includes certified collections. And that's what we have here, the certified collection to integrate Mraki with support into the, into the automation for the enterprise. The focus is enterprise-wide automation. And our proposal is that you can start small with one use case, but in the time you will be able to grow and to think big and to collaborate across teams. We really want to have teams that are collaborating and you have end-to-end -end integrations. Fantastic. And so you said that one of them included support. Which one was that? That was the enterprise? That's the enterprise. That's Red Hat Ansible Automation Platform. And that includes certified collections. Here, Cisco Meraki supports and certified uh, an Ansible collection. Fantastic. And so who would uh, get the most out of this solution, this Ansible solution? I think at the end, the enterprises. If you think people, networking people that mm -hmm. do not really want to get deep into scripting, or do not want to be developers, uh, but they want to learn how to integrate with different technologies. As an enterprise company that you have hybrid technologies, most of the conversations we had with our customers are not really technical, are mostly about skills management, risk ownership. If you think about an analogy, here you have the build your car, you can build your car, mm -hmm. or you can just drive it and get an insurance. <laughs> Right, this is the same approach. You can just focus on creating automation and consuming automation, and you will have this insurance. So you have you have the support whenever you have an issue. And in this case, you are moving the people to not support the platform, but just create automation content. And that really accelerates the adoption of automation in an enterprise. Fantastic. And so, Daphne, for those who aren't familiar, what does Red Hat do? And what expertise do you bring to this project? Red Hat is a software company. It's the leader in open source, open source software. 
our main products are Red Hat Enterprise. I think you might already know it. It's everywhere. Red Hat OpenShift, which mm -hmm. is a containers platform. Uh, it's intended also to support the development of application. And Red Hat acquired Ansible for the value that it provides as a powerful automation solution. We can manage and orchestrate IT infrastructure. Fantastic. And so the reason we have you on this episode today is because a recent introduction of Red Hat into the Meraki marketplace. So tell me how this project came about. What was happening at Meraki that prompted the partnership? So, Oren, I think you might be the best person to ask that question to. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. I think um, several things. First of all, I love what just um, Daphne mentioned about Ansible versus other automation getting started with Ansible. I think I myself got from network engineering into programmability. I started with Python. And one of the things you realize very fast is the fact that in Python, there's an infinite ways of getting something done. And when you want to have several people collaborate on the same piece of automation, then having the same YAML structure Ansible has for all of them makes it a lot easier to collaborate because essentially there's one, maybe two ways of getting something to work, but, and then you don't have to align with each and every person's uh, coding style. When, uh, so how does it start? Um, initially at Meraki, we were focused on developing our API and driving adoption for API in general, and more specifically the, our Python SDKs and our uh, Postman collection of other tools that we had. Um, because we just, uh, we didn't get to it before, uh, someone else in 2020 called uh, Kevin Bright, who works for a Cisco partner, he, he was using Ansible as his automation uh, tool of choice, and he was working on several Meraki projects. So he decided, because it's a community product, he decided to start uh, his own Meraki collection. So That's Kevin cool. actually started, yeah, he started the community version of a Meraki Ansible collection, and that actually gained popularity over the years. We're talking about a few years, a few years um, before, and, um, we, we noticed at some point we have several hundreds of customers using that Ansible collection and uh, they were telling us about it. And at some point it says, okay, it looks like a significant uh, number of customers are actually using it. Then they put it on our radar. Exactly on our radar. And one of the, the number one request they had or the challenge they had with the community based um, collection was the fact that it wasn't covering all of our uh, API operations. Today, we have close to 700 different operations. And considering the fact that um, that community and collection was created by Kevin and a few other contributors on their free time, and we released a new API, new API operations on a monthly basis, they didn't really have the spare time to mm -hmm. align with everything that we're doing. So with the Ansible collection, something um, something we were able to put into play here is our open API spec. We, we support, we launched our open API spec version three earlier this year. And based on the API spec, we can now programmatically generate new tools based on that. So today, if you look at the Meraki API documentation site, that mm -hmm. all of the information there is generated through the open API spec, our post and collection, our Python SDK, and now our Ansible collection, are all based on the same API spec. 
So that's our one source of truth that all of our tooling can be generated from. Um, so because it's generated from the API stack that allowed us to create essentially all of the operation or the vast majority of our API operation and aligning them with Ansible. So if you're using Ansible, you can access essentially any API operation that we have on the Meraki dashboard. Um, in addition, something we wanted to say, if we were building this collection from scratch, we wanted to be officially certified by Red Hat so that we can get the get board customers uh, joining in because it's a, a certified collection. Getting Red Hat Ansible platform customers um, proper support just like they have for other from other vendors and other Cisco solutions. And we wanted to just uh, work better together and collaborate between Cisco Meraki and Red Hat to see what more can we do for our joint customers. It is always better to work together. Work better together is what I meant to say, but I got the point across, I think, right? Um, yes. API is huge with the Meraki dashboard. Uh, for anyone listening, if you haven't tried the API yet, try it. It will help you. And with the introduction of Red Hat, Ansible, and Daphne's project, we are bringing in a lot of great automation tools. So once again, check it out. I know that we talked about API in a couple episodes ago. Maybe go back and give that a listen. Could be a good idea. But so moving on to the next question, so can you provide us some examples and use cases of automations available in this Ansible collection? And what can our customers do with it? It was interesting that automation, that he has customers mentioning the integration because we had the same. We have seen a lot of Meraki in airline companies, retail, um, hotels, hotel chains. So we had documented some of the use cases we had, and we started demoing those even before the, the collection was certified. Like I mentioned, some of these use cases. So one is the branch deployment or branch migration at scale. If you think about when you want to deploy a new site, a new store, a new coffee shop, you will send someone that's not necessarily a CCIE, uh, or a CCNA, you, you send a technician. So that person is going to rack, stack, and energize the devices and leave them there. And at some point when you wanted to have them copy-pasting the configuration as they were doing before, they usually have some typos and they have to go back and, and fix the configuration, or they will call to the network admin team, to the operations, so they configure and approve and have everything ready. This case, having the, the dashboard API, Meraki dashboard, um, the, the controller is way useful to simplify that, that integration, but still you had someone that's calling, that's interrupting the operation. Mm -hmm. So the admin will configure, will provision this site. So this retailer specifically wanted someone in the remote location, just filling a web form. And the web form will specify very simple variables like the location of the site and which type of devices and some serial numbers and that was it. So the data was sent to Red Hat Ansible Automation Platform and it would trigger a workflow to create the full site with all the devices and all the configuration that should be applied. So that was one. 
The second use case we had was a migration use cases from on-prem wireless, these wireless LAN control access points to cloud-managed wireless. And so we, we have seen a lot of, of migration, same for firewalls. And the most common interesting in, that's interesting is that compliance. We have a lot of compliance and auditing, detect drift. We have drift or if something is out of compliance, uh, apply automatically the configuration or notify. If you don't mm -hmm. want to have this closed loop automation, open a ticket and then someone will get notified of this drift because there might be some tampering in the middle. I want to add to that. Uh, Daphne mentioned migration from on-prem to cloud, and we do see customers with hybrid environments where, for example, you have Meraki wireless access points connected to catalyst switches and maybe even a third-party firewall uh, or load balancer. And in that case, when you want to have an operation that affects all of these components, let's say creating a new VLAN with a new subnet there, where you mm -hmm. need to touch both the, or the access points, the switches, and the firewall, Ansible is a vendor agnostic tool that would get you there in a very simple manner. Um, another one would be when it comes to uh, configuration consistency, something I'm seeing Ansible being heavily used for is um, consistency of firewall rules. If you're an organization with hundreds or tens of thousands of different networks, you would want all of your firewall rules to be the same, exactly the same on all of your sites, but all the, and then you have exception here, exception there. Um, Ansible is a great way of managing those because you can manage all of your mm -hmm. firewall rules in one um, in one repository, uh, whether it's Git or not. And then Ansible can just run every few hours, making sure that all of these firewalls are consistent across everything. And when you want to make a change, you make a change to one repository, and it gets automatically just like magic, updated on all of those different networks. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. And there's one that's very operational, automation into the operations. Uh, we recently launched event-driven Ansible, but basically the ability to get events, codify rules, like if-else rules, and define some logic on how you want to react to the event, and then you apply automation. We, have, we see a, a use case that we named ticket enrichment, which is basically when you have a failure or a degradation, something that needs some ticket management with little to known human intervention, at least for common issues, you can open automatically a ticket into a solution to be service now. You open the ticket and you gather the data to document that ticket. Because if you think about intermittencies, mm -hmm. sometimes the moment you want to troubleshoot, everything is working. But it's really hard to hunt the issue. Yeah, you don't want to waste time trying to track it down. Have all of that documented right there. Yes, exactly. And I think with, with our portfolio today, between our uh, between our RT sensors and our cameras, we can trigger an automation based on something happening in that, uh, on that part. So let's say a door open outside of business hours or or a camera detecting something that would trigger an automation through Ansible to do something, take a snapshot from a camera, uh, lock the door, send an alert, do something. Um, if you have our smart button, you can decide that click of smart button would open a, uh, would open a service now ticket with all of that enrichment data that uh, Daphne just mentioned. So the 
the options are just limitless. Fantastic. And that's, like you said, that's just a few. The options are limitless. You can, uh, we'll have some links here um, in the description that people can use to go and check out some of those options. Uh, but yeah, do not limit yourself to the things that we've listed here. You guys have listed a few, but there are a lot more options. So tell me a bit more about the partnership. So how long did it, did this take to get spun up? It's It's been in the works for a while, right? What do we hope to accomplish with this? Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a fair question. I think uh, not to date ourselves too badly. Um, systems <laughs> that had, have been in partnership forever, uh, somewhere in the early 2000s, uh, when probably some of our listeners were not born yet. Um, <laughs> that, so that make our lives, uh, and our lives, I mean, definitely in my life, much, much easier because there was already an established partnership between Cisco and Red Hat. Um, from the point we decided to create the, uh, create our official Ansible collection and approving it with our leaders, it took us less than six months to create a collection, publish it, and get it certified through Red Hat, the community, and Red Hat, uh, the community certification, as well as the Red Hat certification. On the Ansible side, we are seeing a lot of interest, as, as I mentioned, more and more customers migrating, um, more interest on having the infrastructure cloud managed, retail, healthcare, education sectors, there's a lot of interest. And we are exploring new innovation uh, with more interesting use cases, such as even driven Ansible, sort of mentioned the smart button use case, ticket automation, um, also having the integration with the smart cameras. So there we there, there is a lot of room to grow and to optimize the operations of networking. Fantastic. And you were exploring more use cases for the event-driven Ansible? Yes, that is correct. Some of the ones we have um, do not include event-driven Ansible yet. The retailer I was mentioning, we, we made the, the calculus. So they were deploying 5,000 new sites and each manual site required 30 minutes. So the savings from putting automation or integrating this better together story, having Ansible Automation Platform integrated with the Meraki Dashboard Controller with the collection, and made them save from 2,500 hours to less than 500. So the technicians are doing all the work. They are feeling more empowered. The network admins have less context switching but they will still have these audits, these approvals, this governance, and at the same time reducing the toil dramatically. So all these sites will get consistently provisioned. Also, we saw that the interest in retailers, they're using smart buttons, getting sensors. Uh, I mentioned sensors. There is, uh, I know you have sensors for air quality, for example, mm -hmm. that can trigger some reaction if the quality is having some critical levels for the people that's on site. Uh, from healthcare, if you see bedside monitoring, if you have patients, you can have cameras monitoring the health of, of the patient, so you can notify or react faster to specific events. So there is a lot of innovation happening, it's just a matter of, of adapting the automation to your specific needs. Awesome. Go ahead, Oren. 
Yeah, I want to add a shameless plug about um, <laughs> and Daphne presenting at Cisco Live in Europe, in Amsterdam in February. We are, a session about we are, we are all for shameless self-promotions and plugs here, so feel free, go ahead. <laughs> Wonderful. So Daphne and I will be presenting a session about the collaboration between Cisco and Red Hat about the Ansible collection and presenting some interesting use cases and demonstrating them on stage at Cisco Live in Amsterdam, February 2024. Fantastic. And just, just the one presentation, or are you doing it multiple times? Uh, so we'll have one presentation, we'll have a workshop, we'll have a booth, and we'll be more than happy to speak with anyone joining us at Cisco Live. Yeah, and we'll be also in the DevNet zone, we'll have workshops. So we're making sure that Meraki workshop will be also part of the Ansible automation workshops in the DevNet zone. Awesome. Well, hopefully I'll be going this year. I should be finding out real soon. So hopefully I'll be able to come talk to you guys and listen. So that appears to bring us to the end of our episode. So if you are interested in learning more about the Ansible collection for Cisco Meraki, visit the learning lab at developer.cisco.com and search using Ansible with Meraki. And you can also go check out the Meraki Marketplace app. Uh, go to apps.meraki.io and search for Ansible. And apparently, you could also go to Cisco Live. So if you're looking for an excuse to go, this may be your opportunity. Awesome. Daphne, Oren, thank you once again for joining me. This has been a fantastic episode. And I hope to get to talk with you more in the future. Thank, Thank you very you. much for having us, Tanner. Hey, no problem. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us and have a good rest of your day. <laughs>